Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. One of the declarations of God over his creation is that they must bear fruit. For the Christian, therefore, we ought to ask, what fruit must we bear and why is that important? Welcome to this episode. May I give us three reasons why we must bear fruit? Number one, we are called to bear fruit. And this is something we ought to understand as believers in the Lord. In Luke chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says, Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Indeed, the axe is already laid up at the root of the trees, so every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. We see in this verse that you and I are called to be good fruit bearers. In Colossians chapter 1 and the verse number 10, the scripture says, So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In this portion of scripture, Apostle Paul prays for the church in Colossae. He prays for the Colossian Christians and one of the burning desires of his prayer as is stirred up in him by the Holy Spirit is that they would walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord to please him but not only so, but that they may bear fruit in every good work. Along with that comes increasing in the knowledge of God. Child of God, listening to this episode, what fruit are you bearing for the Lord? Are we bearing good fruits? Are we bearing fruits that causes us to increase in the knowledge of God? And causes others to see the nature and the image of God in our lives. Are we spreading that fragrance of the Lord wherever we find ourselves? What fruit are we bearing? So the reason number one why we must bear fruit is we are called to bear fruit. And that is number one. Secondly, the righteous is a fruit bearer. We need to understand, first of all, that as a Christian, God has declared you righteous. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and the verse number 21, that he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ. And so you and I have been declared as the righteousness of God. God has declared you righteous, not in your own works, but in the finished work of Christ on the cross for you and for me. And so reason number two is that the righteous is a fruit bearer. In Jeremiah chapter 17 and the verse number 7 to the verse number 8, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord 
and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in the year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. That is, that tree, that righteous tree, because it is planted by the rivers of water, it will not cease to bear fruit. So the righteous, you are a fruit bearer. We must believe this, that number one, we are called to bear fruit, and number two, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ, we are fruit bearers. Deep in your DNA as a child of God, deep in your spiritual DNA, I should say, is the coding that you are a fruit bearer. Reason number three why we must bear fruit is that God looks for our fruit. The Lord our God, he looks for our fruit. He has called us, number one, to bear fruit. He has coded in our spiritual DNA the ability to bear fruit. And so, therefore, as a wise husbandman, he needs to look for his fruit. And so, number three, God looks for our fruit. In Luke chapter 13, and the verse number 6 to the verse number 9, the scripture says, And he began telling this parable that is talking about the Lord Jesus. A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard. And he came looking for fruit on it, and he did not find any. And he said to the vine keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year also until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, then cut it down. What do we learn in this portion of scripture? We learn that the master looks for fruit on his vineyard. And he has patience to wait for the fruit to grow. We see in the verse, that he waited for several years, a number of years, at least we see here recorded, three years he waited for it. And with that patience, he's waiting, waiting, waiting. Child of God listening to me today, God is waiting to see your fruit. He is patiently nurturing you that you can be a fruit bearer. But we see also in that same portion of scripture that when the trees and the vineyard refuses to bear fruit, what does the master of the vineyard do? The master says, cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. May we not be at the point where we refuse to bear fruit for the Lord our God. May we not position ourselves in a place where we become so recalcitrant, where we become so hard-hearted that we are no longer bearing fruit for Jesus. But the beauty of this scripture is that the vine keeper says, give it one more year. 
may I put fertilizer around it? May I nurture it even more? May I give it a little bit more attention and wait to see? Perhaps by the next year, we shall see fruit thereon. How beautiful is the intercession of Christ for you and for me, child of God. How lovely is his love towards us. That when we were were non-fruit bearers in the world, Jesus came for you and for me. Jesus came and gave himself for us. So that today, in him, we may be fruit bearers. May we not therefore rest on our oars. May we be those who continually seek to bear fruit for the glory of his name in our lives. There are benefits to fruit bearing, ladies and gentlemen. There are benefits. And the word of the Lord shows us a number of benefits. First of all, our fruit gives us our identity. In Matthew chapter 7 and the verse number 16 to the verse number 20, we see the scripture says, You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles. Are they? So every good tree bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree is known by its fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Are you a Christian listening to me today? What fruit are you bearing? What fruit are you bearing? Jesus says, we will know them by their fruits. So number one, our fruit gives us our identity. The fruit we bear is a demonstration of who we are. And so if we cannot bear good fruits, if we cannot bear fruits that indeed show forth the glory of God in our lives, fruits that show the love of God in our lives expressed towards others, if we cannot bear fruit, are we then a Christian? What tree are we? A good tree bears good fruit. And because we are in him, in Christ, may we bear fruit therefore that brings praise unto his glorious name. Hallelujah. Another benefit of fruit bearing is that our fruit magnetizes the world. In that same portion of scripture that we read, it says, Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down, and we will know them by their fruits. Then it also says something really powerful. It says, for every good tree bears good fruit. Every good tree bears good fruit. And so if we are a good tree, we bear good fruits, which then attracts others to come into that beauty of the good fruit that we bear. And so our fruit magnetizes the world around us. If we bear the fruit of love, we will see others drawn towards us and we can then express the love of God in our hearts to them that they may come to know the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
How glorious. How wonderful. Number three. Our fruit feeds the hungry. What do we see in Mark chapter 11 verses 12 and 13? We saw that on the next day, when they had left Bethany, Jesus became hungry. In verse 13, the Bible says, Seeing at a distance a fig, a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. So we see over here, Jesus is hungry and he's looking for fruit from the fig tree. Our fruit feeds the hungry. Now, may I say therefore that the fruit that we bear is able to make an impact on those who are spiritually hungry around us. There are others that are hungry for a relationship with God. There are others that are hungry for some kind of a breakthrough in their lives. There are others that are hungry for something to happen to them. For they've seen pain, they have seen sorrow, especially in a world such as this. There is so much grief around us. The world is hungry. The world is spiritually hungry. Where is the fruit of the Christian to feed the hunger? Another benefit of fruit bearing is that our fruit demonstrates our maturity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and the verse number 11, Apostle Paul says, When I was a child, I thought as a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. That is, I showed fruits of childhood, but I showed fruits of maturity when I became mature. And so when a child is a child, they show and demonstrate fruits of childhood. But when we become adults, we demonstrate fruits of maturity. What fruit are we bearing? What fruit in your Christian life are you bearing? If you've been a Christian for more than one year, if you've been a Christian for several years, what fruit are you bearing? Does it still show a fruit of a baby Christian? Or does it demonstrate a fruit of Christian maturity? What fruit are we bearing? If you have just given your life to Jesus, then like I said earlier on, expect fruits of righteousness to flourish in you. Nurture it. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in you that you may bear fruits that bring glory to his name. Our fruit demonstrates our maturity in Christ. Finally, another benefit of fruit bearing is that our fruit guarantees continuity. Remember in Genesis chapter 1 and the verse number 11, the Bible says, Then God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind, with seed in them. And it was so. God, in his wisdom, placed fruit-bearing seed in his vegetation. Why? He says in the verse, that they may bear seed and fruit after their own kind. That is to ensure continuity. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the fruit that you are bearing today for Jesus Christ speaks beyond you. It speaks beyond the now. 
And so we must continue to seek to bear good fruit because your fruit has a voice. Your fruit will bring glory to God's name. Your fruit will reflect the glory of Christ in your life. Your fruit will be the salt of the earth. Your fruit will be the light that others will see. May you bear fruit today. May the Lord grace you to bear fruit today. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. If you have not given your life to Jesus, then there is no way you can begin to bear fruit that is worthy of God's glory upon your life. I invite you to know Jesus. You may be asking, what fruit are we talking about here? In the next episode, I will explain what specific fruits we must bear. For today, if you don't have Jesus, may I invite you to know the Lord. How do I know Jesus? How do I receive Jesus into my life? Number one, you must accept that man in his own depravity is a fallen, is in a fallen state. We cannot save ourselves. And that sorrow of sin must grip you because you know that there is no nothing that can save you but, G, but, but God himself. And he has made that way for you and for me. What has he done? He has offered Jesus as the perfect sacrifice who took the punishment of sin that must come upon us. He took it on our behalf. What must we do therefore? We must trust in Jesus. We must believe that God sent him. He died for you and for me. He was buried and on the third day he rose again so that when we place our trust in him, we also rise into newness of life. May your life be made anew as you put your trust in Jesus today. Then we can confess that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We turn away from the world. We turn away from our sinful lives. And we give ourselves solely to the Lord our God. Jesus is knocking on your heart. Give your life to him today. So that you can bear fruit worthy of the glory that God has placed. And is made ready for you in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. Till I come your way again, stay in faith, stay inspired, and stay informed. God bless you. We hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.